As a person with a very deep voice, I'm hired all the time for advertising campaigns. But a deep voice doesn't sell B2B. And advertising on the wrong platform doesn't sell B2B either. That's why if you're a B2B marketer, you should use LinkedIn ads. LinkedIn has the targeting capabilities to help you reach the world's largest professional audience. That's right, over 70 million decision makers all in one place. All the big wigs, then medium wigs. Also small wigs who are on the path to becoming big wigs. Okay, that's enough about wigs. LinkedIn ads allows you to focus on getting your B2B message to the right people. So, does that mean you should use ads on LinkedIn instead of hiring me, the man with the deepest voice in the world? Yes. Yes, it does. Get started today and see why LinkedIn is the place to be to be. We'll even give you a $100 credit on your next campaign. Go to linkedin.com slash results to claim your credit. That's linkedin.com slash results. Terms and conditions apply. A quiet life may well be a boring life. But unfortunately, science has put into our hands such enormously powerful means of satisfying our destructive instincts. Every energetic person wants something that can count as glory. There are those who get it. Film stars, famous athletes, military commanders, and even some few politicians. But they are a small minority. And the rest are left to daydreams. Daydreams of the cinema. Daydreams of Wild and West adventure stories. Purely private daydreams of imaginary power. I am not one of those who think daydreams wholly evil. They are an essential part of the life of imagination. But when, throughout a long life, there is no means of relating them to reality, they easily become unwholesome and even dangerous to sanity. Perhaps it may still be possible, even in our mechanical world, to find some real outlet for the impulses which are now confined to the realm of fantasy. The unadventurous existence of a well-behaved citizen engaged in earning a moderate living in a humble capacity leaves completely unsatisfied. When war comes, the bank clerk may escape and become a commando. And then at last he feels that he is living as nature intended him to live. How can we combine that degree of individual initiative which is necessary for progress with the degree of social cohesion that is necessary for survival. In all social animals, including man, the cooperation and the unity of a group has some foundation in instinct. This is most complete in ants and bees, which apparently are never tempted to antisocial actions and never deviate from devotion to the nest or the hive. Up to a point, we may admire this unswerving devotion to public duty. But it has its drawbacks. Ants and bees do not produce great works of art or make scientific discoveries or found religions teaching that all ants are sisters. Their social life, in fact, is mechanical, precise and static. We are willing that human life shall have an element of turbulence if thereby we can escape such evolutionary stagnation. I do not think that ordinary human beings can be happy without competition. For competition has been, ever since the origin of man, 
the spur to most serious activities. We should not therefore attempt to abolish competition, but only to see to it that it takes forms which are not too injurious. The problem of the social reformer, therefore, is not merely to seek means of security. For if those means, when found, provide no deep satisfaction, the security will be thrown away for the glory of adventure. The problem is rather to combine that degree of security which is essential to the species with forms of adventure and danger and contest which are compatible with the civilized way of life. And in attempting to solve this problem, we must remember always that although our manner of life and our institutions and our knowledge have undergone profound changes, our instincts, both for good and evil, remain very much what they were when our ancestors' brains first grew to their present size. I do not think that the reconciliation of primitive impulses with the civilized way of life is impossible. But I do not think it can be achieved by exclusive emphasis upon either side. A life without adventure is likely to be unsatisfying. But a life in which adventure is allowed to take whatever form it will is sure to be short.